John Maxwell once said, The greatest of all miracles is that we need not be tomorrow what we are today. The greatest of all insights is that we cannot be tomorrow what we do not do today. That is why today matters. Thank you for joining us on Today Matters. This is a new podcast that I am starting as the host. My name is Landon Flick, and I work at Real Hope Community Church in Lake Mills as the Youth and Connections Director. And I love telling people about what matters. And what matters most is obviously Jesus and the gospel, the two things of utmost importance in all of our lives. But there are other things that we build on from these foundations that help us realize what we learn and do today matters for tomorrow. There are many things that matter in our lives, but what matters most shapes how we live today. And if we know what matters today, we will be better equipped for what lies ahead tomorrow. And that is why I started this podcast, Today Matters, because I want to help you be prepared and equipped for tomorrow. On this month's episode of Today Matters, I'll be talking with my good friend Noah Burnett about why theology matters. Uh, Noah serves as the worship director at Faith Community Church in New Richmond, and Noah also leads a band called Stumbling Saints. Look him up on Instagram. Noah and Stumbling Saints have a passion for worship and theology and are passionate about making sure that the songs that we sing lead us into a deeper understanding of who God is and allow us to worship Him more deeply. So good to be talking with my buddy Noah today. How you doing, Noah? I am doing great. How are you? Doing great, man. So I was just talking with Noah, and Noah bought a coffee roaster today. And if you don't, never met Noah, he loves coffee almost as much as he loves Jesus. So he, <laughs> That's uh, right. he loves coffee. So a brief backstory of how Noah and I got connected. It's It's like a total God thing. So... My my pastor that I work here at Real Hope Community Church with is is Craig Legel, and he goes all the way back to his beginning days of ministry, uh, being uh, the youth pastor whenever he served with a guy named Stu Dix, and Stu is the pastor of the church that Noah works for, so our pastors just kind of like hooked us up together and thought that we would uh, be a good fit for one another, and then we the first time we ever talked, you remember what happened Noah? You remember how we connected even more? Is it is it our friend friend Megan? Megan, yeah, yeah, friend Megan. We we have even more deep connections than within our pastor. So it was uh, it was unique just to be able to be like, oh man, our paths cross in so many different ways. So interesting how God works all those things and uh, has connected me and my buddy. And we love we we honestly this is a conversation that we would have just throughout the week on our own. We try to connect yeah. like once a week or so and. Yeah, we would talk about this topic, even if we weren't talking about it with you today. So, I want to talk today about why theology matters. So, Noah, why does theology matter? Uh, well, I mean, plain and simple, everyone, and this is a this is just a knockoff of the R.C. Sproul idea, but everyone is a theologian. Um, it doesn't doesn't matter if you um, are. Even if you're a Christian, if you're a non-believer, you have opinions about God, whether um, whether or not they're informed, you you have formed an opinion about who God is. Uh, but especially as Christians, uh, we all claim uh, to know Jesus as believers. And so um, if we claim to know Jesus, and I'm emphasizing that word know, if I was typing it, I'd put it in italics, um, 
we claim to know him, uh, we have some sort of school of thought around who he is um, and, and what that means to know him. So theology matters simply because because it, it affects every every aspect of our thinking and of, uh, of our actions. So, Yeah, and I guess maybe just starting off with this, since we're going to be talking about it throughout this whole episode, what is a good definition for theology? Uh, yeah, baseline, it is the study of who God is and what he's done. Uh, theology, who is God, what has he done? And I think that's just... What was against? I think the primary way that we learn about that is obviously through His Word, and I think one of the the foundational things that the Scripture teaches us is the importance of knowing God for who He truly is. And uh, I love this the Scripture from Second Peter three seventeen and eighteen. It says, "You therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, take care that you are not carried away with the error of lawless people and lose your own stability." but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus. To him be the glory both now and forever and the day of eternity. Amen. So clearly there, Peter wants us to grow in grace and in knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I would include in there too, God. And so that that is theology. And that is what we study and and why we study it. It's because Scripture wants us to grow in the knowledge of that. So... um, I, I guess Noah, your your background is a little bit more towards worship through through music, and we can worship in many different ways. But how how does our theology affect our worship? And you can talk about this through music and just through other ways of worshiping as well. Yeah, well, I suppose like um, I, I always I always want to to lean towards and, and hit on what what are the negative aspects of it so we can better define what are the what are the positive aspects of theology and worship so the negative aspect of theology and worship is if your theology is um it is not sound or it is not uh based off of uh, a clear understanding of what uh, the bible says if it is not that way then your worship will not be placed in the same god that people with correct theology are worshiping. Um, we, we see this happen in different religions. Somebody's theology of God, um, to the extreme, I suppose, somebody's God could be uh, Buddha or Muhammad, or, or we could we could replace God as a whole, um, and that will affect the way that they will worship. And then a little closer to home, uh, you have like the Jehovah's Witness. Um, you get uh, not not as drastic, but the, the Catholic Church there. Um, both of those schools thought that the theology it affects how they worship and so um and worship I, i'm kind of speaking in a general uh, a general term with worship here I'm, I'm talking mostly about when they come together to worship uh whether it be in prayer or song or in um reading uh that, that's kind of how i'm referring to worship is, is like a what we would consider a sunday morning gathering so our theology, our understanding of who God is and what He is, what He's done, and what He has called us to do in response to that—that that theology is going to directly affect um, how we, e- even if we think that gathering and worshiping is important. Uh, so the baseline of of worship is a theology, the understanding that that God has commanded us to glory in Him. Um, that is a, a theological statement because uh, some some people, <clears throat> especially nowadays um, the importance of gathering is not 
number one. The importance of gathering is a is a afterthought. It's um, it's just an extra thing that they do throughout the week. Uh, and so even even having a correct theology of how we should worship is is important. Um, yeah. So, uh, but specifically when it gets to the musical aspect of worship, I think we have. Uh, I, I think it's. And people get mad at me for saying this, but like the the idea that worship through song should be just as important as worship through the preaching of the word. Um, I, I I see that the the singing of music should teach people about God just as much as the reading of His word. Um, and I, I think that should happen because the songs we sh- we're singing are going to be primarily scriptural. We're going to be singing and encouraging uh, the church with uh, the the melodic version of bible verses basically uh so uh, theology is important in worship because our worship in music should should just uh run side by side with the teaching of the word it should be just another metric by which we teach to the church about who god is um so that's a bird's eye view way up top yeah i think that's great i think um you know talking about worship through many different ways that we live and I mean gathered together is one way and then on our own is another way and throughout the week and and having private worship versus corporate worship and all the different ways that we worship are are all super important and all shape up us so uh, my next question to you is how does our view of God shape us both negatively and positively you can talk about how it, it, it if it shapes us negatively in what ways and positively in what ways too? Yeah, uh, this uh, this one kind of lends itself to talk about uh, specifically salvation. Uh, our view of God in salvation, <clears throat> excuse me, will have a, a direct effect on how we live our lives in the day-to-day, how we um, respond to the thoughts that we have. If we believe that in salvation, uh, God... Um, God, in His grace, has called us to be alive. If we if we truly believe that, uh, then then there will be this relief in our day to day life uh, to say, "I have been forgiven by God. I ha- I can now live uh, by the power that God has given me, not not by my own power." And then every every decision I make and every step that I take is going to be primarily. Um, for his glory and not for mine. When, when we live in a, in a understanding that, that God's grace is the primary um, factor that has saved us, we will live then, uh, consequently, as if God's grace is the primary thing that sustains us. Uh, that That's the, the positive way that we can think about it. But if we think of salvation as um, uh, God has passively offered us something and, and we have mustered up our own righteousness, a, a um, a natural righteousness within us to receive God's gift, then it will be on us to sustain this. You see this in mainstream Pentecostalism, uh, the idea that, that you got to do real good every day or else you might, you might fall from grace. Um, if I was typing that, I'd put it in air quotes, you might fall from grace because it's not, it's not possible. You can't fall from the grace of God. Uh, those whom the father has given me will come to me and I will never cast them out. Um, there's, there's this fear that we will live in if our theology um, of God, if our understanding of how God has saved us, um, if that if that is less than sufficient, if it is less than what the Bible presents it to be, we will be living in a constant state of 
um, of fear and not a healthy fear, but, but a fear of, of being cast away from God because we can't perform. Uh, so baseline our, our, uh, what was the, what was your question? I want to rephrase it. Yeah. Like, how does our, our view of God shape us? Yeah. So our view of God in salvation with, uh, with God being big and strong and, and as the Bible presents him, uh, our view of God will shape us to be courageous and fearless people of God, um, whose number one goal is, is to um, tell the world about who he is, no matter what the cost is, because we know we're secure. Uh, if our view of God is less than that, uh, our our lives will be shaped and marked by fear and, and cowardness and um, a constant state of uneasiness within our relationship with God. So I, th- I think the implications are, are visible. Like you can almost see those play out. You can, um, you can imagine what a life would look like in both of those scenarios. And they're drastically different from each other. Definitely. And I think, you know, whenever you talk about matters um, of, of salvation and, and grace and all this kind of stuff, I think it's so important that we choose to get that right and, and really know the truth in the matter of what all those things mean for us. And I came, recently came across this um, thing from Michael Bird. He's a theologian, and uh, I don't necessarily agree with everything that Michael Bird teaches, but he has three categories uh, for how he defines things that are, are, are different matters of, sal- uh, of, of importance for matters of salvation. And so he has the first category is mat- matters that are essential for salvation. And this is the doctrine of Christ and what Noah was just talking about, how we're saved by grace through faith. Knowing that is essential for our salvation, not by works, but just by grace we are saved. And then the, the second category that he presents is matters that are important to the faith and to the integrity of the church, but not necessarily crucial for salvation. So this would be maybe something like the inerrancy of the Bible. He, he gives it as an example you can believe that maybe the Bible contains some errors, um, but you can still be saved. I, I believe that to be true. I wouldn't want to be in that person's seat and necessarily argue on their behalf, but um, maybe they, they believe that. Maybe um, it's a misunderstanding of, of gender or uh, the purpose of marriage or um, sexual immorality. Um, confusion about the application of these things are not necessarily essential to our salvation, but they are important, and I believe that a church should have a stance on all these things and and truly know what where they stand on these things. And the third category that he uh, presents is matters of in, indifference, he calls it. And these are, are things that are debatable, maybe things you have questions about, maybe scripture isn't crystal clear on it. Um, Paul in Romans 14 would call this matters of preference or, or disputed matters. Um, and pre-ter- examples of this are like pre-trib, post-trib, like... Is there a trib? Whatever. And maybe something like, uh, should we sing all hymns on Sunday mornings or can we sing a Hillsong song every once in a while? Maybe me and Noah disagree on that, but like it's different. It's different strokes for different folks. That's how we used to say it in the South. So however you, uh, however you come to form a, a basis on those things, it's not crucial theology. It's just how you, you have come to form opinions on those things. And so, but category one being matters essential for salvation. Category two, matters important to the faith and integrity of the church. And category three, matters of indifference. Those are three helpful ways to categorize, as we talk about theology, different ways that we, we, we see God and maybe we 
can differ on some of those, but some of those we have to be uh, locked in and, and know what we believe. So my last question to you, Noah, is why should we care about pursuing a deeper knowledge of who God is and studying theology? Um, I think, uh, was it Romans 12? I have my Bible, but I wasn't, I didn't have all my, uh, my notes planned out. So forgive me as I, um, Romans chapter 12. Uh, I feel to you therefore brothers by the mercies of God to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by the testing, um, by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Um, uh, read your read your question again, and then I'll answer it. In yeah, why should we care about pursuing a deeper knowledge of who God is? Yeah, um, this is it. Kind of reminds me of the uh, question: uh, if, God, if God is in if God is in control, He is sovereign. Then why should we pray? Um, the the first answer to that question: Why should we pray if God if God is in control? We should pray because number one, Jesus has commanded us to pray. Um, there, there's no logical explanation needed on on our part for us to obey a command of Christ. God, uh, He says, when you pray, pray in this way, um, and then He lays this out. This is this is how you should pray. Uh, so so our question can cannot be a question based on. Um, our logical, our human logical understanding of a command of God does not line up, so we get to question it. Our, our initial, our initial response is okay. Number one, I've been commanded to do this. I've been commanded to be transformed by the renewal of my mind. Um, I've been commanded to um, in uh, in Acts two, where as they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Um, I've been commanded to where in the uh, pastoral epistles it says that uh, men should be men of sound doctrine and, and elders should be uh, elders able to teach the word of God. Uh, I have been commanded to understand who it is that I worship. So number one to answer that question is is uh, we should we should care we should do it because because we've been commanded to do it. We've been we've been. Um, commanded to, to be in relationship with God. Number two, if we if we have truly been transformed by the gospel, why we should do it, why should why we should care is um, we should we should do it because um, we now with the new heart desire to do it. Uh, these these two new things we've been told to do it by God and we have now been given a desire to do it. Um, those should be enough for us to, to desire to get to know who God is more. Uh, and third, I think that when we combine those two things together, we know that it will please God if we do it. He's commanded us to. And we know that now we desire to, uh, uh, to some extent, depending on where you're at in your walk. Um, both of those things, in the in the end, we know that they will produce good things in our life. The more we know God, uh, the more we're able to to uh, enter any situation and um, and act accordingly, we're we're able to uh, face any trial that we face with a with a better understanding of who our God is, who our rock and our fortress is. In those moments, we're able to rejoice rightly in God as we rightly will understand Him. Um, all of these things should be again for for a heart that has been transformed. They should be natural desires. I want to obey God. 
um, I, I, uh, and that's point one and two, I want, I desire to obey a command of God. Um, and I know God has told me that if I do these things, uh, my my life will be blessed, and and not in the general sense. Obviously, uh, I know you probably don't think that that's what I mean, but yeah, but in the sense that that obeying God leads to godliness, it leads to righteousness, um, and so so definitely, our, our, I, our, yeah, our desires to, should definitely line up with that. Not to cut you off, I'm sorry, but I think it really lines up with love too. And God says, you know, if we if we love Him, we'll want to obey yeah. His commands. Exactly. And, and I, I think that goes back to, you know, put this in relationship with our, our spouse, maybe. Like, if we if we truly love our spouse, we're going to want to learn more about them. Why would we want yeah. to know the same thing about them that we right. did on the day we married them as we do on the day that we die? Like, we, we want to grow yeah. in that relationship with them, know more about them so that we can deepen our relationship, have that trust, intimacy together. That's the same thing that we want with God, just in different mm-hmm. ways and on a deeper level. So, Yeah, for sure. Any last words of advice you would give to our people about why theology matters? I guess it's just a um, an encouragement to not be uh, uh, turned off by the word theology. We've made it extremely academic. Uh, we've made theology uh, something that that only pastors or or school goers can enjoy. Uh, but but theology is is. Again, just like we started out saying, is simply put, it is understanding who God is and what He's done. Uh, that is that is the charge of every believer, um, and it is something that the Spirit will guide us in. Theology is not an academic matter; it is a relational matter. Yes, we are understanding words and meaning of words, um, but they're words that point us to who our Master is. They're words that uh, that will will wrap us up uh, and keep us. Um, keep us in the frame of mind that God intends us to be in. So um, don't be afraid of the word theology. Uh, don't be afraid of big books that talk about big ideas. Um, just get in, get into the word and, and uh, make it happen. That's good. Thanks for uh, taking time to share your wisdom with us about why theology matters. I'll give him one last plug. Check out stumbling saints on Instagram and yeah, yeah they, uh, they write some good articles, too, about theology and many important things. So thank Noah for being here today, sharing time with us. And uh, just remind all of us that if we know what matters today, we will be better equipped for what lies ahead tomorrow. Thanks for joining us on this month's episode.